Welcome to Personally Speaking, a stand-up and storytelling show for weirdos. If this is your first time, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. This is the recording of a live show that I host and produce in sunny Los Angeles, California, here in the year of our Lord, 2018. I am your host, Christiana Morganroth, and today I watched a grown man on a plane loudly announce not once but twice that the crumpled McDonald's bag on the floor was not his. He then looked around twice as if expectantly announcing the problem with such a generous amount of action that it was offensive no one had come to finish the job. The trash can was four aisles away. I was on a plane this weekend to see my grandma and to see the Cubs. They won. The moment I got on the plane there, though, I just see it on everyone's faces. We were all thinking the same thing. We are all thinking about of the 73-minute premiere of Westworld was ridiculous. Everyone was anxious. Uh, in earnest, everyone was anxious because Southwest Fright Flight pretty recently had a very unexpected engine failure on one of the safest planes ever built, uh, Boeing 737. It's weird, though. Like, everyone could... You could see it on their faces, and the person even sitting in front of me kind of made a joke about sitting on the aisle. Um, and it reminded me, weirdly, of this... Um, oddly potent men in black quote um which is when the two of them are sitting on the bench and uh tommy Lee jones just goes like um in in explanation for why uh, why we shouldn't tell everybody about the aliens will smith says people are smart why can't we tell them about it he goes a person is smart people are dumb panicky dangerous animals and you know it and it's such a straightforward, simple, well, you get the idea. This month I'm bringing two new friends to the show and one friend you've met before. The only way to hear every single speaker, performer, stand-up, comedian, comic, storyteller is to go to our live show every single month, Los Angeles, California. But since you're here and you're joining us, we are going to open today with a story from Mal Smith, who you may know as the co-host of A Few Beers In, the excellent pop culture podcast. This is going to be followed by Steph Talev, who, if you ever get the chance to see this woman live, please cross town. Call a lift, grab a trolley, board a boat, swim, swim if you have to. She just performed one of the funniest sets I've ever seen live. Just one of those that brings a house down and it leaves you with no time to catch your breath. Keep your eyes peeled for stuff to love. We finally close out the show with the absolutely delightful Jessica Svesgard, the evil queen of the improv scene in LA. She and I were camp counselors together years ago. Um, she definitely closes us out strong. So if you've never listened to this show before, you're definitely in for a treat. Uh, nobody uh, goes over 10 minutes. Everyone tells stories uh, about their life or sets that are true to the best of their perspective. Finally, they're all here to make us laugh. This is not the moth. Don't worry. Enjoy this month's edition, and I'll see you soon. Yes, folks, here we go again. Welcome to Personally Speaking. Put your hands together if you've never been to this show before. That's healthy. I like it. Put your hands together if maybe you wish we didn't bomb other countries right now. We have other things to worry about. 
figured we could all agree on that one. Put your hands together. I think this is relatable. Put your hands together if you sometimes wake up screaming in the middle of the night. You don't know why. I thought so. Relatable content. Uh, put your hands together if you have been to this show before. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like to see. I think we are in for a very good show tonight. I can't even say I think I know we're in for a good show tonight. Um, welcome new friends, welcome old friends, old friends in this case meaning anyone over the age of 30 in Los Angeles. Um, oh, sorry, you must be 32. Uh, no, so I don't know, uh, aging, aging in LA is, is I think a, like aging in Narnia. You like you think you've been here for like six months and then you step out of the wardrobe and you're like, it's been eight years. <laughs> Uh, that's terrifying, but I don't know, Mom, what's my favorite thing about being 25? I'm glad you asked. My favorite thing about being 25 is that I'm never gonna die. Oh! Feels so good knowing I'm never gonna die. I would like, um, actually, let's do this. I would like everyone currently in, currently in the audience under the age of 30, please rise for your national anthem. Yes, I mean it. Stand up if you're the, under the age of 30. If you are a day over 30, sit the fuck down. <laughs> Not playing. Good. Okay, our national anthem, guys, I want you all to be involved in this chant, is never gonna die. Okay, on three. One, two, three. Never gonna die. Never gonna die. Never gonna die. Never gonna die. Never gonna... Okay, I still wake up screaming in the middle of the night, though. That's true. <laughs> Two things can be true. Uh, I, think we have, I think we have an excellent show. You guys are going to meet five brand new friends tonight, um, all of which you're going to absolutely love. We have a couple house rules for this show. For those of you who haven't been before, there are just three key rules. Number one, full time is ten minutes. I don't want anybody to talk longer than me. You get 10 minutes. <laughs> Rule number two is that um, all of these stories, sets, etc., that you'll see on the stage tonight are true, but only to the best of the speaker's perspective. Their heroes are our heroes. Their villains are our villains. We're going to afford them that trust. They have put their blood, sweat, tears, embarrassment, and probably like a lot of paragraph texts into these stories. So I hope you will give them the attention we so desperately crave and the respect that they deserve. Finally, and most importantly, uh, this, is, this show is what we would call uh, Funny Forward. We're not here to inspire. This is not the moth. I repeat, this is not the moth. Do not listen to this show on Sunday mornings when you're doing yard work. Unless you like to get turned on by yard work, which, I don't know, maybe my parents do. It's possible. Um... I do ask my parents not to listen to this show. Um, talk about getting eaten out a lot. So. Uh, but they want to be supportive. They want to be supportive. It's parental paradox. Um, so we, like I said, we have five new friends to introduce you to. Uh, the first of which we'll get to in just a moment. I have been thinking almost, almost obsessively about about age lately. Um, Mostly about Taylor Swift. Those things are very related to me. Like, what's the connection, Christiana? Again, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Taylor Swift, it's insane to me that she was able to rebrand a year. A year. So Taylor Swift released an album called 1989. And though I listened to it 19 times front to back consecutively, 
There was not one mention of the Berlin Wall, guys. <laughs> not one! I was excited and um, disappointed, but what can you do? Um, so she rebranded a whole year, which would, to me, the more I thought about it, the more it would be like if 10 years from now some like hot young thing comes on the scene and drops an album called 9-11. <laughs> like... I was born on September 11, 2002. Like, what are you talking about? That would be extremely weird, right? So anyone who's anyone who was there is like, yeah, that's bizarre. But she did it. She rebranded a whole year. Um, Taylor Swift is 28. Selena Gomez is 14, I think. <laughs> Katy Perry is 33. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, aging is weird. Uh, aging is weird. Uh, I was going to make a joke about Ariana Grande's age, but like I felt bad and wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know, she's been through a lot, but now we've all been through a lot, so I don't know. Ponytails make you ageless. I've been uh, I've been seeing someone lately. Thank you. Uh, and I've I've realized um, dating is the hardest easy thing. Dating is the hardest easy thing. It's so easy. It's so hard. Um, why? I'm glad you asked. Uh, when you're seeing someone, it's going one of two ways. Swear to God, people have a million reasons of how it, a uh, million ways of how it could be, but it's going one of two ways. Uh, when somebody asks you, when somebody asks you, so, um, how are things with you and Jesse? Gender neutral name swag. Uh, <laughs> how are things with you and Jesse? Your response is either, um, or, oh. Those are the only two responses. They take so many different forms, but that's it. You either have an, um, or an, oh. You know that you can spend years in the, um, you can spend years, you can get lost there. You could take, like, the magic school bus to, um, I it's kind of, it's hard to describe. Uh, that's one way of living. And there's the, you know, how are things with you and Alex? Also gender neutral swag. Um, so how are things with you and Alex? And you're like, oh. When things, when you're, when two people or more people are on the same page about how they feel about each other, oh. You guys watch the Olympics this year? It's like figure skating, like pairs. The Canadians, you glide. You glide. It's fantastic. It's brunch with no line. I was going to get specific, but the, like we're on West Hollywood side. I didn't want to name like an East Hollywood brunch spot and have a few people like, huh? Huh? The goal is not to alienate. Um, when things are not necessarily going your way. If there's even like one little rock in that engine, the whole thing is combusting forever. Uh, when things aren't going exactly the right way, have you ever tried looking for your phone in the dark while you're still drunk? <laughs> that's, that's what, um, that's what um is. Um, <laughs> Speaking of people who have seen me try to look for my phone in the dark, <laughs> coming up next to the stage, 
you know her as the co-host of the outstanding pop culture podcast, A Few Beers In. I know her as one of the loves of my life and my roommate, Mal Smith. Put your hands together. We are roommates. Um, I did only, when I left the house today, realize me and her both own this exact shirt, and I did not double check to make sure she didn't wear it. Thank God. Uh, You just all needed to know that. I could have just lived that down, but I needed to share. Um, I am here, unlike the other much funnier ladies, to tell a story. Uh, I want to tell this story on stage simply because when I tell stories in my personal life, my fingers won't stop bleeding because I can't stop biting my nails, and this gives me something to do with my hands. I can hold on to this and try not to touch that, and I will knock it over. Uh, But I am recently single. I just got out of a four-year-long relationship. Uh, If you want to hear about that, you can listen to the last time I was on this show about a year ago where I had a nervous breakdown on stage. Uh, Trust me, it's a lot funnier to hear me cry than (laughs) it sounds like it would be. (laughs) But I have a pretty good cry. Uh, But no, so I'm trying to like throw myself into everything, kind of like, you know, do the Tinder thing or whatever. But like I'm trying to think of like this year as like my my year of yes. This is my Shonda Rhimes year. Did everybody see that where she just like took a year and said yes to everything? That's what I'm doing. Uh, So I met a guy. We were talking. It was great. Uh, He kind of like fits all of my qualifications. Like he has a nice job. He's like a little bit older than me. He's in a long-term relationship with his girlfriend for the past five years. He has a motorcycle because I'm a cliche. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and so we went out for drinks, and it went really well. Like, he was really open about it, too, because they're in, like, a non-monogamous relationship. That is the label they like to use, where they have their primary SO, significant others, and then they can have fun with me. Uh, So that's kind of what I'm looking for. I don't need any more drama. I just want, like, something fun. That seems, yeah, cool. I'm cool. It's, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so things go great. We hang out. We, we hook up at his place. It's fun. And like, we got to talking. We're like, no, we should do this again sometime. He was like, you know what I think would be really fun to do with you is like, I don't know, have you ever done like a, like a sexy pinup photo shoot? And no, I haven't, but yes, I will. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I've got curves. I I could pull that off. I'm cute. I'm okay. I can handle this. And, like, you know, he's a photographer in that way that, like, he's a guy in L.A. with a lighting rig and a camera and wants girls to take off their clothes in front of him. Um, So, yeah. So, like, we do it. We do it. And, like, unfortunately, this was, like, a couple weeks back, like, when everybody had the flu, including me. And so I got sick, and I kept having to reschedule. And then I got him sick, and he had to keep rescheduling. Uh, But eventually we got it to work out, and I wake up to a text that's just like, hey... We're still on for today, don't worry, but like access to my building is like access to my apartment's like a little it's it's gonna be a little uneasy today. Is it is there any way we could do something else? And I got this text at like eight o'clock in the morning, so I decided to handle it like I handle all my problems and I went back to sleep. Uh, and when I woke up at ten, he was like, Don't worry about it, I figured something out. So it works every time. <laughs> Haven't gone wrong yet. Uh, so I go over and we start kind of like innocent. Uh, I, it was just like a, I had like a 50s waitress like polka dot dress that I went for and I was like you know we're gonna start playful like kind of get in the mood kind of get things going and it was super weird it was really fucking weird <laughs> and so we, we we take pictures for like an hour which felt like a lifetime and 
I just needed a break. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And so we stop and like, we're like, let's just have some coffee and hang out. And we like make coffee and go up to the roof. And like, there's like a beautiful view of downtown. And I'm like getting a little more comfortable. I'm like, oh yeah, I like this guy. Like, I like hanging out with him. This is fun. This can be cool. And then he, he like kind of gets quiet and he's like, hey, I just need to tell you that you know, you, you never asked why I, I couldn't make it work at my place earlier, and just, I feel like I need to be honest with you, my, my girlfriend's homesick. So, she's been in the bedroom the whole time, and just kind of, like, bundled up, like, she's just on a bunch of cold medicine, she knows you're here, it's cool, it's fine, whatever, you're cool, you get it. <laughs> and we've established that, I'm cool. I get it. <laughs> And, you know, he, he just, like, I felt guilty. I didn't want to reschedule again. We've rescheduled so many times. And I'm, I mean, I feel like the guilt is justified, but maybe misplaced in this situation. Like, I don't feel bad about sleeping with this girl's boyfriend. I feel bad about, like, putting her out in her own home. Uh, because, like, I know when I'm sick, I just really like to, like, relax on the couch. And that's going to be really hard for her if her boyfriend's fingering me on it. <laughs> so... You know, I feel bad, and he gi- he gives me the out though. He's like, you know what? If it's too weird for him to like, if it's too weird that she's here, like, you could we can reschedule. We can do this another time. We don't have to keep going. But you know what? I'm already here. I'm, I've committed to doing this. Yes, I'm doing it. Yes, I'm doing it. We're not. I'm not. There's no turning back. You know what? Maybe that's why I was feeling weird. I kind of like knew somebody else was there. So like, maybe this time I'll be more comfortable. So we go back in, and like, I lose a couple more layers, and it's like, oh, like like a boosty and like a skirt. It's like sexy secretary, which obviously I'm pulling off. And it's super weird still. I can't get over it because I keep getting in my head because we like have mu- we have music on to like set the mood or whatever. And no matter how loud I turn it up, all I can hear is the muffled TV in the background of the bedroom. And I can't stop myself from trying to figure out what she's watching. <laughs> and it was like a quiet part in the music and all you just hear is like, you sound like you're from London. And I'm like, oh my God, she's watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I got this. That's what I watch when I'm sick. This guy has a really specific type. <laughs> and it's fine. But like, okay, we, I, I need to stop at some point. I'm like, okay, I've been taking pictures for a while. I'm getting curious as to like what they're looking like. So we like hang out on the couch and we're like curled up and he's like showing me pictures and I see his phone go off and I just kind of like ignore it. And he's like, you know, oh, don't worry about it. Like, my girlfriend's going to go see the doctor. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, if she's really feeling that bad, she should she should get checked out. And, like, honestly, like, I want her to leave. And um, it's only at this moment where I'm not really, like, thinking through the logistics of the situation as I hear the bedroom door open and I'm straddling her boyfriend and she's walking out in a full cardigan sneezing. And <laughs> it's not the ideal situation to meet your boyfriend's girlfriend, but hear me out. kind of is. <laughs> I'm photo shoot ready. I'm looking good. I am, you know, this like she's she's sick, and she's cute, and this is but this is the only time I'm going to be in the power position here. So I'm trying to tell myself that like it's a good thing as she introduces herself to me and we shake hands. That's what you do when you meet people. Uh, but you know what? She's out of the picture. I can finally relax. We can like get down to what we were supposed to be doing here, which. Is, is sex. It was. We, I was over there for sex. He was gonna take. He was gonna take. He was gonna take cute pictures of me naked, and then we were gonna have sex. Uh, so you know, at that point though, I was finally comfortable. Like I finally like felt okay taking these pictures. So I kept putting it off. I was like, no. I'm like, do you know what? Like, I'll take off the skirt. Like, it'll be fun. I'll like, I'll like get undressed, and you can take this. And I, I also, while I was doing all this, I was moving exactly like this. So obviously, it. I was really comfortable. And. We kind of get it, and like things start heating up, 
and I got really hungry because like modeling's really hard work. It's a lot of like posing. That like it's like it's basically just like Pilates. And I needed a snack, but obviously like <laughs> she gets it. She also needs a snack. <laughs> and we we kind of start we like I that was my original intention, but we start like hooking up in the kitchen, and that's really uncomfortable because we're like kind of the same height, and the counters are like a little too high, and it doesn't really work out. And so we move back into the living room, and he just like full spreads me out open on their couch and starts going down on me when the keys are in the door. <laughs> and it's just like a it's just it all happens just so quickly. The door the door's open and then it's closed and then it's slammed, and then he's just being like, just a minute, just a minute, and I just curl up into the fetal position because I'm really pale and their couch is white. And if I get small enough, maybe she won't see me. <laughs> not that's not how that worked out um and he kind of goes to damage control and he's like no don't worry about it just like go off into the bathroom just go like hide out it'll be a minute I'll be ready and I'm like okay whatever don't worry about it it's cool um cool (laughs) I got this so I go I go through their bedroom into their bathroom and I close the door and I sit on the edge of the tub and I'm still wearing like my 50s style saddle shoes (laughs) and I'm trying really hard not to listen to what they're talking about because it's just going to make me feel even worse so I just focus on trying to untie my shoes for like three minutes because I feel like if he comes in and I'm just sitting there naked on the tub that's weird but if it took me three minutes to untie my shoes that's like a normal thing she's doing business she's like she kept to herself she found something to do Uh, but eventually I hear the bedroom door close and I hear the TV go back on and I hear Ron Howard's voice so now she's watching Arrested Development she can't be that mad she's watching Arrested Development that's fun stuff Um, and she kind of chills out and he comes back in and like like we finish having sex I mean (laughs) I was there for a reason (laughs) it's all it's it's fine and like you know we all got ours and I stayed and finished my snack because, like, we abandoned it in the kitchen earlier, and I was still really hungry. I wasn't going to, like, let that go to waste. and didn't overstay my welcome. I just came for what I came for. I came. (sighs) That's really the end of that story, but don't worry. I got the pictures back, and I just need you all to know they're fucking awful. Uh, I can feel you guys sexualizing my roommate, and I want you to stop. She's mine. Thank you. Um, so real quick, (laughs) real quick, um, I know that a lot of you probably think this, I've been thinking about, uh, Rihanna lately a lot, there is no relation, no relation, Rihanna, Christiana, Madonna, Alana, Glazer, that is, no relation between any of them. Um, the one thing that Rihanna and I do have in common is we are typically spotted leaving bars and clubs with a half full glass of wine. (laughs) This is a real thing. I don't know if anybody is into celebrity candids as I am, um, besides maybe Tumblr, but Rihanna has on at least nine different occasions been photographed like being a Rihanna herself, like leaving a club with a full glass of wine. I think it's a different glass each time, but I like to imagine that she just has like an unbreakable Rihanna chalice that she just, like, she has, like, a nice pouch for it that she just, I don't know. It's where one might keep gold coins. That's where Rihanna keeps her wine glass. And nobody's gonna stop her. It's now that's like, oh, yeah, Rihanna was photographed coming out of our club with, like, a nice a nice red wine. Nobody's gonna stop you. You can be like, uh, miss, excuse me, miss. She'd be like, fuck you. And then you just like, all right, thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Thank you, thank you, Miss Rihanna. Thank you. Um, 
So we're going to get into uh, our last two, last two comics for the evening. This is a real treat. Um, I think this this next comic is an absolute delight. Spotted her recently at a Dynasty typewriter show. Put your hands together for the absolutely excellent Steph Tolev. <laughs> Big week for me. Huge week. Went on a hike bragging. And uh, you walk uphill, you walk down. Griffith, who cares? They don't. Um, it's fine. You'll, you'll hate the rest of it. Um... Get to the bottom of the hill, loose dog running amok. I'm like, gonna save this dog, gonna be a hero. I'm in the middle of the street chasing this dog. I'm like, so close. I'm like, come on, puppy. You're so close. Come on. Cars are honking. People are flailing around. Cop goes by, rolls his window down, goes, hey, idiot. I'm like, me? He's like, yeah. Stop chasing that coyote. Chase the coyote for 15 minutes. Had no fucking clue. Have you seen a coyote before? Very sick dog, turns out. Very ill-looking animal. Very bald, several open sores on its back. Tuft of hair right here, nowhere else on the body. Had it stuffed so I don't make that mistake again. Put it in my room. Spooks me every morning I wake up. Don't know why I did that. Uh, You know what's worse than having sex with an open mic comedian? Getting ghosted by that same open mic comedian. He should be so lucky. I've had the opportunity to be inside someone who can do more than five minutes of material. You know what I mean? David is banned from my shows if he's here. Um, I want him to hear this. I really do. Um, I'm going to say some jokes, and I want to tell a couple stories. It's a big thing. How's the date? Great. Here we are. Um, That's my crowd work. I say it, and then I move away. Um, I was home for the holidays. I'm from Toronto, and... uh, Kanata, no one says it like that. And um, my dad's retired psychopath comes in from shoveling for like two and a half hours. He's all worked up, starts making himself breakfast, bunch of eggs, cooking a bunch of eggs. I look over, I'm like, Dad, how many eggs you got going on over there? He goes, hmm? I don't turn on the stove for less than six eggs. My father's eating 42 eggs a week. Does it alarm anybody else in here? My papa is eating 168 eggs every month. Peter Christopher Tolev is eating 2,016 eggs every year. What kind of psychopath needs that much energy? I'll tell you who. The kind of guy that cuts every single pair of his sweatpants into shorts. That's who. My father doesn't own a pair of pants. Calves out all year round. Great calves on the man. Very strong calves. Um, I can't masturbate when I'm home. Because my dad doesn't shut the fuck up. Don't know if your dad just yaps for no fucking reason. So Pete goes down for a 3 p.m. nap, and I'm like, hey, time to go to town. And um, that's apparently what I look like when I'm masturbating. Like I'm washing clothes down by the river. I'm like, here we go. Put them on the rocks to dry. Um, Schlopping around down there. It takes me a long time to find a porn with a dick that doesn't have like 302 veins. I want a dick that wasn't just at the gym. I want a regular dick that's not swollen. So I finally find something mucking about, hear a knock on the door, I'm like, what? My dad's like, don't worry, I'm not coming. And he's me, one octave lower. I'm like, um, okay, I'm like, okay, you know I'm doing something gross in here, why knock on the goddamn door? He's like, got a question. I'm like, what is this 3 p.m. question, Pete, what? He's like, I just want to know if you know who Joe Rogan is. Out of all the names, Dad, I'm like, yeah, I, I know Joe Rogan. He goes, all right, takes off. Zero follow-up to the question, never mentions it again. Out of all the fucking people, I can't even think about masturbating now. I just picture my dad's stupid, yapping lips and Joe Rogan soaking wet head. Why has Joe Rogan been soaking wet for 16 years? Can anyone answer that question? 
The man's never heard of a towel. He just gets out of a tub. And, what, you guys all love Joe Rogan? Why does everyone in L.A. love this man? He's a walking puddle. Am I the only one? He's 78 Golden Raisins fused together. The man Is he here right now? So very upset. Have you seen news radio? Very bad acting. Am I the only one that hates Joe Rogan? I am. Okay. Um, this is uh, my friend and I have been trying to... We call it boyfriend nights, which is us getting drunk and doing much MDMA. Um... But like two weeks ago, she's like, okay, let's just put out in the universe, let's just get, let's just get boyfriends, let's put it out there. I'm like, okay, fine, put it out there. She literally gets a boyfriend, gets goes on one date with a guy off Tinder, has been dating him for three weeks now, two weeks now, and they're like in love. I'm like, huh, funny, I just put that out there and got a yeast infection, so very different things out there in the universe. Too much for you guys, okay, too real. I had a feeling it was, but you know, I want to try it anyways. Um, <clears throat> I want to tell some gross Tinder things, okay. Um, I'm on Tinder way too much. It's a fucking... I feel like every time I go on a Tinder date, I'm just going to end up getting murdered. I'm like, okay, bye. I call my friends. I'm like, this is the last night of my life. Bye. So, and I've been like rethinking of all these horrible... Like one guy made me hold his gun after sex. That's real. Another guy... Um, oh no, so fucked up. So fucked up. He was like, first of all, like he was like the size of this. Then he's like, want to see my gun? I'm like, what? Gets out, pulls out of his He's like, want to hold him? I'm like, this is fucked Yeah, that's the sound I made. Um, it was fucked up. It was so psycho. Another guy, we're like literally making out in his room. It's like dark as fuck. And he's like, mm, fuck. I'm like, why? He's like, oh my God. I'm like, why? He's like, I love your fucking teeth. I'm like, excuse me? And the first thing that came to my head was that he was creating his own woman upstairs and the teeth were the final piece of the puzzle. I'm like, now I'm fucked. Now I'm psycho. Like, I've gone nuts. I'm like, I've gone crazy. Okay, so this one, this inner story. Oh, it's in Vancouver. I was like, oh, this is like two years ago. I was on like a fucking rage. He picked me up at 3 p.m. mid-afternoon. I chugged like four cans of beer. Like, this will be fun. Never met the guy in my life. Go back to, it's so gross. I ended up getting like drunk and whatever. Going back to his house. Stoned as hell. And uh, we're just like, started like making out again. I have a problem. Oh, wait, no, this is, I'm getting too mixed up. No, this guy, we went out of his house. I mean, there's so many fucking stories. That was a different guy. That guy was in the army. Anyways, this guy, <laughs> this is sick. This is sick. We got, yeah, go out of this guy's house, smoke a joint, whatever. So we start smoking this joint, high as shit, start making out. Three minutes in, fully clothed, clothes on, standing up, he chokes me. Yeah, fully clothed, standing, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, this is not how I picture this happening. So I panicked, and then I choked him back. Um, so he's choking me, and I'm choking him, like, I like choking. I don't know I like choking. You guys ever choke? Choking's very fun. I'm like, how far am I going to go with this right now? I'm like, I'll kill this motherfucker. So he's choking me. Like, I'm like, I'm going to kill him in his own fucking murder den home. I end up like taking him down pretty far. And then he was like, ooh, time for my dick to come out. I'm like, what? And I'm like, no, it's choking time. There's no dick time right now. Takes his dick out. This is when it gets so gross. I don't even, I don't see it. I just go, what? You know when you like open a garbage can and close it quick? You're like, oh, what? It's like that waft. So I'm gagging now. I'm choking him and gagging him. I'm, like, I'm going to die in this guy's fucking murder pit. It was so bad. I ended up like putting my shoes back. I'm like, I gotta go. It stinks in here. And then I was so stoned and he had an Etch-a-Sketch at his front door. You guys remember Etch-a-Sketch? Those things you shake and whatever. So I was like, ooh, I'll be really funny and just say bye-bye, stinky dick. Very hard to make a B on those things. So I'm like, ah, I'm there for way too long. I'm like, see all It was very awkward. I'm like out of breath telling that. It's a nightmare. Um, another guy went back to his house who was like drunk as shit. These are all, these sound very dangerous. So I'm like, I'll be fine. I'm a squat woman. Someone told me that last week. Very nice. Um, go back to this guy's house. Very drunk. Do it, whatever. It's like three in the morning. I'm like, hey, get off me. I'm, so, I'm tired. I'm going to bed right now. Starts shaking me. He's like, get up. What? I'm like, what? He's like, wait up. I'm like, what? He's like, let me play you a tune. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, we've already had the sex. This is a before thing. I'm very sleepy. Get off me. Get away. I hate you right now. 
He's still naked, gets up, turns his light on, he goes, what do you want, acoustic? I'm like, what? Walks over to a wall of guitars. I'm like, how I missed 62 guitars when I walked in here? No fucking clue. I'm like, yeah, you're not gonna plug in the bass at three in the morning, I'll take the acoustic set, sure. What is happening? So he comes back over the bed, leg up, guitar, dick peeking out the bottom of the guitar, like a witch's tome. I don't know what that is. Looks like it stinks, I hate it right now. Starts playing the song. If you've heard it, please sing along. Verbatim the song he sung me after sex. <clears throat> the little boy died. The little boy died. We thought he was going to live, but the little boy died. Oh, I'm sorry. You haven't heard that song either? I just said sex with a murderer. What is happening right now? I'm like, I'm going to go to bed, wake up, come the little boy's skin. I hate this. So I pass out, wake up the next morning, have sex again. I'm very sick. I'm getting help. I am. It's not good. Very, I got a lot of problems. Bike to his house. Very embarrassing to leave about a day. See you later, helmet. Bye, loser. Fucking biking home. I'm like, biking home, like, I'm like, just in silence. Like, this is my life sucks. Like, I, gotta, I gotta regroup. Halfway home, I'm like, fuck. The little boy died. The little boy. It's a catchy tune, goddammit. It's on iTunes now if you guys want to buy it. Um, do I have time for one more thing? Okay. Um, I, every guy I match up with on, uh, online is very small, very tiny guys like me for some reason. I just want to be the small spoon one. <laughs> it gets so cold back there. Every time I'm with a guy in bed, I'm like bear hugging him to sleep. We hear a sound in the house. I'm like, don't worry. I'll take care of it. Give me the old knuckle sandwich. So <laughs> last guy I was talking to, a very small man. He could be living comfortably inside me right now. I'm not quite sure. And um, also wears glasses. Fine, who cares? Cute. No problem with that. Here's the problem. We're fooling around. He goes down there with his mouth. Glasses still on. Sir, you take your glasses off, right? I look down. Doesn't matter what you're doing down there. Your glasses come off. I look down. I'm like, excuse me. Uh Uh-oh. Tappy tap. They're fogging up. Take off the glasses. Put them on the nightstand. Huh, buddy? He's like, I can't see. He can't. What are you looking for down there, huh? There's three or four holes. Pick one. Put them on the nightstand. You want to know what it looks like? Here, I'll paint you a little picture. Think of a nice charcuterie board, heavy on the meat side. Take off, oh, too much for you guys. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Nobody else in here thinks like a vagina looks like a bunch of prosciutto thrown into a corner. That's fine. No one's ever been to Arby's. I have two beef and cheddars in my pants right now. Heavy on the horsey sauce. Wait, I went too far, didn't I? Okay, that's fine. We go outside the next morning. I glance over at old Specs Magoo. Transition lenses. I'm like, I'm sorry, did I just fuck a hacker? I'm gonna call the police right now. He tapped into the mainframe and filled up my RAM. Okay, thanks so much. My name is Steph Taylor. Bye. What a dreamboat, guys. I'm gonna keep this show moving along. We only have a few more minutes before we all go get blasted at uh, Kibitz Room, okay? Um, and I do mean that in, in terms of alcohol, not sex. Um, please put your hands together for a really just like a fucking excellent friend of mine. Put your hands together for Jessica motherfucking Spencer! Nothing makes me happier than when I'm up in a set after the highest energy person in the room. <laughs> because my energy is uh, specifically and intentionally extremely low. Uh, today I slept until 1 p.m. And uh, then masturbated five times and uh, then was so ashamed that I went on a hike for 90 minutes. And then when I got back from the hike, slept for another 45 minutes. And then I woke up at 7.45 and was like, wow, I have to go to this show. Um, I, um, no, I look uh, 
bad. Um, not, I know, I look incredibly hot, but I know my face looks um, evil. Um, like, uh, sometimes after a show, people will, like, approach me and, um, first of all, don't do that. Don't approach me after the show. Um, and they'll be like, who do you get? And I just have to say, like, an evil queen. Um, like, ever since Angelina Jolie did that Maleficent movie, it's gotten a lot better. Um, but when I used to get that before that movie, uh, I would just be like, wow, um, you think I'm going to kill somebody. Uh, like, I don't think I ever want to have biological children because um, I think if I ever gave birth, like, my kids' cheekbones would, like, really slice up my labia on the way out. <laughs> um, my mom once told me that I don't get asked out a lot because I intimidate people. And I said, what would possibly make you think that? And she said, you intimidate me. Um, which makes sense because my mom is weak. Uh, I could ruin her and it wouldn't be hard. Um, she's a weak disposition. Uh, I... Uh, I'm a, a vegan, but like a flexible vegan. Like I don't, I just don't like to like inconvenience anyone. Um, and so like I'm vegan unless like it's free. Um, like if I go to a party and like there's like a pepperoni pizza there, like me not eating that pizza isn't gonna like unkill all those animals, so I'll eat it. Um, or like if um, I'm high, like then I don't care about animals anymore. Um, <laughs> If it's 2 a.m., I'm going to Del Taco. I'm getting an epic scrambler. That's never going to change. Um, or if, like, all of my friends are going to Korean barbecue. Um, because I don't know if you've been to Korean barbecue, but you're not allowed to pay any less than $18.99. And I feel like if I'm paying that much, I'm going to eat pork belly. Uh, I don't get asked out a lot. Um, but I do get catcalled a lot. Uh which isn't insane to me because there's like probably a woman in the world who like has the cure to cancer and just hasn't said anything because she doesn't want to step on anybody's toes. Whereas like a man can be driving down Los Feliz Boulevard and like feel the need to honk and get my attention and then like say something about my ass or my hair. And it's like nothing will keep men from believing that people want to hear what they have to say. Um, there's this really weird misconception in Los Angeles, especially, that um, uh, white men don't catcall. Um, and they do, they're just worse at it. Uh, like, uh, I get yelled at by, like, Latinx dudes all the time. But, like, at least they'll make their point clear from, like, across the street. Um, like, I get a lot of, like, uh, like nice ass or frequently they'll just say like big ass and I'm like that's not uh, necessarily a compliment um, because my ass uh, it's not very round it's just very um, long and square uh, but like white dudes um, will like uh, try to like get and keep my attention and it's my fault for falling for it because I assume we've taken an improv class together um, like the other day I was at a crosswalk jogging waiting for my signal and like a guy pulled up and he like leaned over his passenger side and he was like hey how are you and I was like cool like have we done a show together and he was like no I just thought you were cute and I was like wow you really wasted my time I wish you'd just said something about the color of my hair from across the street <laughs> Uh, I'm uh, queer. Um, I say queer because when you tell people that you're bisexual, people don't um, uh, believe you. Um, 
I don't know why it's like the one inherent personality trait that people will fight you on. Um, but it usually goes something like, oh, like, I'm bi. And people would be like, are you sure? I think you're straight. And then I'll be like, no, on a Kinsey scale, I would say I'm like a three or a four. And they're like, oh, I've got it. You're lying. Uh, like, can you imagine telling someone um, that you're half Irish and then them telling you that, like, uh, oh, have you ever even been to Ireland? Because if you haven't, it doesn't count. I can always tell how many queer people in the audience by the amount of laughs that joke gets. You're like, oh, what does Ireland have to do with it? Um, people love binaries, and uh, they always want to know, like, what's the biggest difference between, like, dating men and women? And I would say the only significant difference is um, when I'm with men, I get bothered less. Um, if I'm with a man, even if it's not someone I'm dating, even if it's like my friend, even if it's my dad, no man will approach me um, because they respect other men. Uh, whereas like I can be in a public space like holding hands with a woman I'm dating and some dude will be like, oh, finally, my chance to harass two women at once. Uh, I'm friends with a lot of gay men and sometimes I think gay men think they're exempt from misogyny because they're not sexually threatening. It's not true. Um, one of my good friends the other day said uh, the phrase vaginas are gross. Uh, and I, I agree, um, because all genitals are gross. Uh, nobody has, like, really uh, clean, like, streamlined genitals. It was a cruel joke by God to put our greatest pleasure centers in, like, our sweatiest corner of our body. Um, like, genitals are disgusting. Uh, I've never been, like eating frozen yoga and thought to myself like yeah I wish this tasted like pussy but like it's something you interact with because you like a person you want to like sexually please them um, but I also think as a gay man you don't get to call anything gross because you fuck buttholes um, like yeah my vagina's pretty gross but at least like you know like it can create life like all your butthole does is recycle Taco Bell just kidding, that's my butthole. Um, my parents are like wasps who just like made an active decision to be hillbillies at a certain point in their life. Um, like I remember when I was a kid, they were really into golf and then like one day like bought a horse and uh, now they live in a ranch in the middle of nowhere. Um, and like being old white people, like, they're the kind of people who would, like, watch the movie Get Out and not understand that it's about them. Uh, and they have, like, very, like, specific ideas of what they, like, want out of me. Like, even though I'm out to my parents, I think in their minds, like, I'm still going to end up with, like, a straight cisgender white dude who has, like, a job with benefits, which is crazy because I'm a comedian who only dates other comedians. Um, so it's never going to happen. Uh, my... Dad is like um like a a really honorable person. Um he once accused me of anti-Semitism, which is crazy. When you think about the fact that my parents are wasps, I'm adopted, and so my biological parents are Middle Eastern Jews. And uh, when I was 16, um, my dad found some like anti-Semitic propaganda in the back of his pickup truck. And he brought me into his office, and he asked if it was me or any of my friends who were bringing this into our home. And I was like so like. Uh, endeared uh, by my dad's naivete because I was like, it's really sweet that like you don't want me to be like racist, but also like, 
what Aryan group would have me? Look at my face. Um, I can't imagine, even if I wanted to be, that any of them would uh, want me to join their group. Um, my uh, <laughs> my dad um, once caught me um, engaging in cyber sex um, because uh, I had AIM when I was a kid. And it started out um, with me being really into the OC and uh, engaging in uh, AOL Instant Messenger boards specifically about the OC. And then um, just by virtue of clicking around, I uh, found boards where people would like uh, be in a group chat and then like engage in like direct conversations. Um, and uh, I started cybering with people. And I would have been uh, 11 or 12 years old. Never had sex. Um, wasn't even close to like knowing really what sex was. At that point, I was masturbating to uh, pop-up ads because I was too afraid to visit porn sites directly. Um, because I didn't know that you could open a browser on its own. I only knew that AOL existed and that my dad could see everything that happened on AOL. Um, except for private conversations. And so I would like have cyber sex with, looking back, people that were definitely adult men. Um, but jokes on them, I was really ugly, and so I would send them photos of my friends. <laughs> and so um, there's definitely uh, pedophilic or thebophilic material out there who features uh, Lauren Vondette, who's my best friend in seventh grade, uh, because she hit puberty early and she was really hot. And I'll never forget when my dad um, brought me into his office one day, because I'd made the mistake of making a post on one of these boards saying, like, uh, hey, like... 13 female California looking to cyber with like people of like all sexes um and he brought me into his office and uh asked me about it and I lied and I said um that it was like my friend and she wasn't out to her parents and so I let her use my password to like talk to people online and like I would never let her do it again and he asked to talk to her parents and um luckily the next day uh my sister got caught having sex in a public park. So they forgot about it completely. I've seen my dad cry twice in my life. Once was when our black lab died, and the other time when, when, was when we, as a family, all together, found out that my sister was no longer a virgin because she fucked a guy named Kevin uh, on a hill. Um, and then the day after the election... In 2016, I finally came out to my parents and I was like, hey, I'm queer. And my parents were like, we don't really care. My mom did ask if she, <laughs> if I thought, in my professional opinion as a queer, if Hillary Clinton was gay. Um, because she wears a lot of pantsuits. Uh, and uh, after that conversation, like my parents kept expressing surprise over and over. And they were like, we had no idea. And I referenced when my dad found out that I was having like cyber sex when I was like, 12 years old and I was like you don't remember that and he was like no but now that I think about it do you like still use that and I was like what do you mean and he was like well if not I'll take your name off the account I was like dad what do you mean and that's how I found out that my father still pays $20 a month to use America Online <laughs> thank you guys have a good night I don't know. I, I worry sometimes that I'm like a danger to the queer community because I'm still not sure if I'm bisexual or just really eager to be interesting. <laughs> praying. I'm praying for the, for the former. Uh, last thing I'm going to leave you guys with. We've, we've lived, we've laughed, we've loved, we've uh, learned a lot tonight. Last thing I'm going to leave you guys with. Um, this is important to me just to keep you guys updated on the times. I'm going to leave you with three headlines from the current homepage of Teen Vogue. 
Just so we're clear about who's running the revolution here. One, 36 cool braids for summer. Two, is Kylie Jenner trying to have a revenge body? Three, a selected history of civil disobedience. Thank you, Teen Vogue! Yeah, they're keeping us all up on our toes. First things first, uh, you guys are beautiful, excellent, and put your hands together for everyone who got up on the stage tonight. Second thing second, if I haven't said it yet, my name is Christiana Morganroth, and we do this show once a month, every month that I don't get too depressed to do it. Uh, <laughs> she's kidding, she's not. Um, <laughs> save her. Um, she can save herself. She's fine. It's fine. It's cool. Uh, last things last. Thank you all so much for coming. The after party is going to be at Kibitz Room up the street. We'll see you guys there. We'll probably drink until one of us blacks out. It's going to be me. Um, last things last, guys. Uh, you don't have to stay here, but you can never go home. Thank you so much. See you next month. <laughs> did it well done folks you've made it you've made it through another harrowing edition of personally speaking the show where your friends tell true stories to make you laugh thank you so much for joining us i've been your host christiana morganroth you can find me at it's personal now you can find more information about the show personally speaking on facebook and instagram because i'm over the age of 16 Every, 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 every edition of this show is hosted by me. It's edited by Robert Felstead Jr., who just got married. The photos are beautiful. He tells me that his vows flew away moments before he was supposed to give them, and he improvised. Perfect component to this show. If you have any questions, send us some fan mail, love letters, hate mail, all that good stuff over at personallyspeakingshow at gmail.com or to at It's Personal Now. We'll see you next month. Be good.